the geometry of the place was all wrong. One cannot be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu and Friends. It's so great to be here. I am, of course, your game master, Veronica. You guys can hop in anytime. Same, same goddamn intro. Hey there, V. Hey. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's me, Fred. I play Edward Worthington III. Almost forgot my name. And I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Hi, V. I'm Mike, and I play Todd B. Oh, hey, and I'm Steph, and I'm playing Clara Carter. Ah, well, so since Mike Lane is here and is using his voice box, Mike, why don't you tell us what happened in the last episode? Last time on Cthulhu and Friends. After a brief discussion, Nighthawk offers to do a breakfast run. While the crew is eating, Nighthawk reports that a call came in regarding a missing child. Afterwards, the crew heads over to City Hall. Inside, they find their individual desks with credentials. They are interrupted by a strange voice and find an odd bird. As they see more and more of this office, the crew begins to remember the previous events at St. Paxton Island. Todd redraws the bird board from before. The bird taps out the message, Welcome back. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Bellamy. Your eyelids open, and you see this beautiful room in front of you. And there's a note just on the bedside table beside you. I will sling my arm over, grab the note, and then bring it close to my face as I squint at it. What is this? It's instructions from your friends. They're letting you know that they went to the police station. Everything is fine. Don't be alarmed. This is the number if you want to call. And there's a note scribbled on the bottom from Edward that says there's a small bottle of aspirin in your drawer. I will crinkle the paper up and just like throw it in any direction sling my feet off the bed in a floppy kind of manner oh my god my head what did I do and then start searching for the pills you find a small bottle of aspirin I will pop three out and take them without water After I take the pills, I'll take a couple seconds just to collect myself, look around, not see a phone, and then get up and start towards the door, realize that I need the crumpled paper, 
go over and find it on the floor and take it with me downstairs to a phone. I, I'm really just kind of probably confusedly going through the hallways because I actually don't know the house, but mm -hmm. I just am looking for stairs to go down and then I will search the rooms. As you walk down the stairs, each step that you go down and onto the first floor, you begin to feel more and more comfortable and at home here. As you hit the bottom floor, you feel a sense of familiarity. And you kind of hold on to the banister and swing around because right under the staircase is this little alcove. And you just know that there's a stool and a telephone and a writing pad right there. And you're able to slip right onto the stool. You pick up the phone and you hear the dial tone. I call the police station. The bird tap, tap, tap. Welcome back. Welcome back from where? What is going on? A telephone rings, startling all of you. Jeez. Okay, you guys watch the bird. I will answer the phone. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to take my eyes off of that. Yeah, and don't let, don't go near it. I'm going to pick up the phone. Hello? Uh, yes, I would like to report some missing friends, please. Bells, is that you? Oh, yeah, I think so. Kind of, at least. Oh uh, my gosh, are you okay? In a... Uh, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. I have made mistakes, but I think I'm okay. Okay, so just like hangover pain, not like attacked by bird's pain. Okay, we're good. Attacked by bird? Well, mm, okay, lots, a lot has happened. A lot of weird, weird things have happened. You've missed so much. Oh my god. Did you get attacked by birds? Uh, yeah, that pretty much happened. Oh, are, are you okay? I think so. I got this weird scratch on my cheek and I'm worried it's not healing correctly. It's weird. And I think it's changing. And I don't know what's going on. Oh. <sighs> but it's good to hear your voice. Oh, okay, okay. So how how are we grouped with you guys? Um, so we're we're at the city hall slash police station. Um, and I we just kind of found it. I don't I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, um but I, can I, go I mean, grab your friend if you want. I will turn and see who said that. You turn around and you see Nighthawk. She's holding a small notepad. I mean, I assume that's your friend. How did... Where did you come from? Downstairs. Were you talking to us when we were down... Down a floor and the... And I got hit by a bird? Oh, God. Was I... No. Uh, no, I just got off school, so I came over here, checked the messages, came back up. Also, there's a message for you. And she holds out her hand. 
Uh, okay. I'll take uh, the note. But I can be of any assistance to you if you need, but that note is pretty urgent. Um, uh, yeah, where the... Did you see birds outside? Yeah, how did you get past them? Like a shit ton of birds. Oh, well, St. Paxton Island is home to thousands of species uh, of migratory birds, actually. So it's really one of the largest tourist attractions in the winter months. So I'm not surprised that you're seeing large flocks of birds. Just be careful. Keep an umbrella with you. Sometimes they do like to dive bomb you, but, you know. (laughs) So planes can't make it, (laughs) but birds can. Interesting. Yeah. Do they Nature. often, like, all dive bomb one window all at once? What? I yeah. mean... Look, it's no. cracked. <sighs> what are you talking about? The window. <gasps> Downstairs, the oh. window. They were dive bombing I... and... It cracked Honestly, I assumed that you guys did that. Okay. This is a historic building, so... No, we we only trash like weird beach houses, not the city hall. (laughs) And (laughs) just just make that clear. No, Uh, I don't know why that bird is in here. And she runs over to the window and hoists it open. No, 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 no. What did I do? Shut the window. Shut the window. Ah, Okay, shut. Window shut. Window shut. We just told you that birds are dive bombing the windows here. What? Why would you have opened that? Well, I, th- I thought we wanted to get that bird out. Oh, do we not want the I, bird? I don't know. Out? That bird's like communicating with us. What? <sighs> okay. Did you want me to go get your friend? <laughs> yes, yes, but I'm Nighthawk. That would be fantastic. Yes. Please okay, watch great. the birds on your way out. Please be careful outside. Take an umbrella. She like. Straight up tucks her umbrella under her arm and jets down the stairwell. And I will hold the receiver up to my ear again and be like, Bellamy, don't worry. Nighthawk is coming to get you. Uh, Nighthawk? Is this like Batman's sidekick? Pretty much. Except she's like a 16-year-old girl. Um, But she's really responsible, so. She's on it. Okay. I will suffer until she gets here. Drink some water. Oh yeah, Todd says Tell drink some left water. Some aspirin. And and Edward left some aspirin. Oh, I got the aspirin, but oh, I good. Went to the water <laughs> thing. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you soon. See ya. Bye. I'll hang up. Okay, so. One thing at a time. I'm going to read this note the Nighthawk gave me. You open the note and it says, From the desk of Nighthawk. The urgent message is from a Miss Diane Becker. She is reporting her daughter Carol Becker as missing. Carol Becker has been missing for two days now. The child has a history of running away, but she usually comes back before nightfall we started to remember doing this a previous time do we remember this portion of it yeah so you know that there was kind of like a a thing you were doing a something important 
But as soon as this new information comes over, it's like when you're experiencing a deja vu and someone starts talking to you and you're like, ah, just on to that. Kind of like that's the feeling and the experience you're having. Okay, so the note says there's this missing kid. Missing kid? Yeah, Carol. You think the birds got her too? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, Okay, so I guess we have to take care of that. Um, Detective Edward, I think we're the police department. But first, there's a talking bird in here. Why are we not... (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Okay, um, not technically talking. It's... Okay, communicating Pecking letters on a table. Okay. And parents Uh, talk, right? So that's not something super crazy. Yeah, this isn't groundbreaking. It's like a parent variant. I mean, the bird knowing English... And uh-huh. spelling. Yeah, no, that's pretty significant. Actually, and, yeah, and we, now that you mentioned that. We kind of remembered something about a bird, right? Uh, I don't, back, I don't back know. Back before we were talking to Wasn't Clem. there like a, a bunch of feathers or something? Feathers. I don't know. Huh. But okay, all right. Uh-huh. But welcome back to what? What are, what yes. are we? Bird, what are we back to exactly the bird hops back onto the board and it very quickly pecks out St. Paxton Um, back to St. Paxton okay Uh, we haven't been here yet the bird kind of tries to hop up onto one of your arms shoulders if you'll let it, she'll hop onto you. Yeah, I will just hold deathly still. I'm kind of ducking uh, because uh, of my recent bird experience. <laughs> Edward, what do you do? I look at the bird and I go, are you Darius's bird? As the bird is perched on Todd's arm, Todd's mouth opens up. And you hear a voice coming from Todd's mouth. It is not Todd's voice. I'm not Darius's bird. I'm her bird. And the bird's eye looks at the small dog on the floor. What is happening? And who is she? Her name is Clem. She's who made me. The dog made you. Todd, as your body is taken over, you feel this odd sensation of slipping away. Like you're hearing this conversation, but everything moves more slowly for you. And you're moving your head to look in one direction or another because the experience you're having is absolutely insane. It doesn't make any sense to you. There is no scientific reason for this whatsoever. And you are feeling and watching as one of the pillars of your sanity begins to unravel. The bird in your mind doesn't look like a bird. 
she looks like a, a a young woman of some sort, but the ruins that were all over her beak are all over her skin, and they have this really faint glow to them. Todd, will you be okay? Um, who are you? My name is Lily. Where are we right now? We're in you. Is that okay? How? I can't really explain a lot of the how. And it's probably not good for you to know how. When it becomes too much, just tell me. And I'll hop right off. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess, I guess that's fine. I belong to the dog and I was sent here to talk to her boyfriend, I guess. Something like that. Husband, lover, consort. I don't know what they are. Uh... But when he found me, I was... I was supposed to go back. But I I couldn't go back. I've only ever escaped one time, and it was catastrophic. So you're like a jailbird person? One could say. I don't belong in this time at all. You're, You're a time traveler? Through time and space, yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me. Somehow, that's an odd statement. I'm... I don't... I don't know if it's okay to tell you all of the things that I want to tell you. Well, uh, why would it not be okay? Oh, uh-huh. you can't mess up the timeline, right? Right, and I don't want to expose you to any truths that are going to melt your psyche and turn you into this blubbering blob of goo internally and externally. Like knowing the date of my death. Right. Which is... Never mind. Anyway, I've been in a cage behind that panel for a very long time. I guess I'd need to hop on to the dog and let her know everything that I know. She is, after all, my master. So the dog is a time traveler, too? I don't know what she is, but she's amazing. Okay, well, I mean, she... She'll help you. ...does seem pretty smart. Goodbye, Todd. Bye, Lily. Bellamy. 
you're able to grab a glass of water, get a little food, make a little piece of toast, and in no time, Nighthawk is there. I will head back to the door and open it up. Hello, Bellamy. I'm Nighthawk. Hi, Nighthawk. It's very nice to meet you. It's great to meet you, too. Is that what you're wearing out? I look down. What am I wearing? You are, in fact, wearing the same clothes that you wore to travel. So these have been on the plane, through uh, breaking and entering in a house, on a boat. You have a little sick on them. Uh... Nope. I... I'm sorry. I, uh... had a rough night. Um, so I... Just two seconds, I'm just gonna throw on fresh clothing. Just two seconds. I'll be right, right back. Please, uh, make yourself at home. Okay. And I... (laughs) Go as quickly up the stairs as my body will allow me without falling or whatever and I will just run into my room and look for my suitcase as you turn on your heels to run back upstairs Nighthawk almost apprehensively walks through the front door but once she's inside she takes a big gulp of air wow I've never been in here this is exciting Oh, go ahead. Go go get dressed. <laughs> I'll see you when you get back. Uh, yeah. Maybe don't... I mean... I know everything that's in here, but I kind of don't. Just don't touch anything, maybe. I don't know what's valuable. Oh. It's not really So make my... yourself at home, but don't make yourself at home. <laughs> I got it. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. You pick out an outfit and come downstairs and Nighthawk is waiting by the piano. I see you found the piano. Yeah. Yeah, I love music. I'm in a band. Oh, cool. What kind of band are you in? Uh, well, right now we're going through a real ska phase, uh, but I don't know how long that's going to last, to be honest. Um... From what I hear, Ska's going to be dead soon. Anyways. Uh, but, I mean, like, we play some rock music. Sometimes we play blues. Um, it, it really just depends on kind of what we're in the mood to do. But we play a variety of uh, songs, and uh, it's exciting. I'm also in my high school marching band. But that's mostly just so I can put that on college applications. Yep, that's so Fair enough. That's uh, cool. Yeah, we're called Nighthawk and the Crows. So if you ever wanted to like get some merch or something, I can definitely accommodate that. Uh, full price, of course. Uh, that's cool. Do you guys have records? We do. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to get one of those from you. I will have to um, find my money in my wallet, which I will do at some point because um, I'm <laughs> sure that I'll see you again. But just keep that in mind. Next time we see each other, I want to buy a record from you. Absolutely. And she walks out the door with you. You're really going to love St. Paxton. It's 
the best place to live. You're so lucky to be able to live here with us, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to live here. But Why wouldn't you want to live here? Well, I think the first, the first thing to deal with is just to find Darius and then figure out what we're going to do from there, honestly. Okay. I don't know. I haven't really seen the place yet, so. <sighs> well, good story. So what's your deal anyways? Like, how come you were asleep? Uh, I, I'm just, yeah, I made some mistakes and I, I drank a little too much. I was very nervous about this trip. So I won't do that again, but I, oh. but I already did it. So well, if you do it once, you might as well do it twice. Okay. Mm. Well, anyways, here is the city hall. Um, so your friends should be, at least if they're where I left them, they should be upstairs, uh, third floor. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nighthawk. It was very nice to meet you, and I hope that we see each other again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to head over to my friend's house and grab an, a record out of the garage, and I'll just bring it up to you. Okay. Sound cool? That sounds great. Okay, great. Bye. Bye. I will head up the stairs and into this building. Okay. Going straight to the third floor? That's what she said. Okay. You walk into the only office that you think they might be in because it's got the lights on. And you see Todd with a bird on his arm, eyes rolled back into his head and drool kind of dripping from his mouth. And you see Clara in this like terrified state screaming, Todd, Todd. And Edward starts running around to the back to see if like maybe he's going to faint or something to catch him just so there's something you know or someone to catch him really quickly in that moment the bird hops off of him and onto the dog and Todd faints I I go to grab him Todd Todd are you okay Todd Uh, oh oh my my gosh (laughs) guys what's going on Bells! Oh my god! Uh, uh, I don't know. The birds are fucking weird here. (laughs) Why is there one in the room then? I don't know. It was talking to us via paper. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. uh, That is not a parrot. I know. It pecked out these words that said "Welcome back," and then it lands on Todd and starts talking through his mouth, and then Todd faints and. Okay. That's what's happened. Um, this, this isn't a joke, though, right? Because I'm really, really hungover, and I don't know if I can tell the difference right now. Not a joke. Do you see this on my cheek? This scratch thing. Uh, guys. Oh, are you okay? What happened? To me. 
You were... You were talking like you were the bird. What? What? The bird? Do you remember anything? Uh... You know? Uh... I... Back? Fell? I'm... I'm... It's okay. Uh... Is there... Um... Maybe we should, like... (laughs) Something's wrong. His brain is rattled. Should we, like, find medical... Edward, can't you do something? Here, Todd, let's let's get you on the ground. Um, here, follow my finger back and forth. And I look intently at his pupils. What do I see? He seems to be fine. You don't notice any uh, overdilation of the pupils. You have a little flashlight with you. His pupils are dilating as normal. His eyes are not bloodshot. Seems to be clear. Well, it, you seem to be okay. Um... How's your head feeling? Fine, I'm... Uh... Okay, okay. well... Just Fine, take I'm... It. Uh, um, oh... Uh, okay, uh... Fine, I'm... Yeah, you're saying uh, that backwards, Todd. Okay, this is a completely long shot, but... I'm gonna try to hypnotize him. And fix him because his brain is mush. I mean, more mush oh. than usual, clearly. Huh. So I will roll psychoanalysis. You only need a three or higher. I'm going to use one point to make it a two. I got a three. What are you using to hypnotize Todd? I have a necklace on. It is a photo locket, but inside it's a group picture of us and it's just split across the two because obviously I couldn't fit the whole group in one side of it. So I like took the picture and sized it down and split it between the two. So it's a whole group thing. So I'll take that off and I will use that to go back and forth and tell Todd, watch the locket. It's going to swing back and forth slowly. I'm going to count backwards from 10 and then just take him back and make him go to sleep. Todd, you become very sleepy. And in your mind, everything is fine. You're like, no, 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 no. I don't need this. But your eyes become very heavy and you fall asleep. As you fall asleep, You dream of a desert and a school bus. And the school bus is outfitted with some kind of really big, shiny mirror on the top of it. And you see this, like, bus door open and a lady with this big head of red hair just bounds out of the bus and 
she looks up at the sky and you realize that she's looking up at you. So you circle around the school bus to kind of see what else is there. And you see other people on the ground. And then the dog sends you this message, like, get out of here. Go and find him. And let him know I need help. Tell him I need help. And you fly far away. And you fly up higher than the rest of the birds. You pass other creatures. And you get so high that it gets hot and cold. And then there's nothing. And you're flying for a very long time through nothing. And when you look around, there's just darkness. But it doesn't feel like you're flying through air. It feels like you're flying through ink. Like you can only see darkness because you're mostly just swimming in it. As you feel like you're about to pass out or drown, your wings are completely weighted and they feel so heavy. You begin to fall and you can't flap your wings one more time. And you feel yourself spiraling down. And you get the sensation that there is something out there that if you open your eyes it'll become clear to you. So you open your eyes and you see clouds. You see an ocean. And you see a small island. And you fall there. You hear footsteps in the distance. As big boots come closer to you. You're too exhausted to lift your head, so you just have to wait and see. Will they crush you? And you see a pair of hands scoop you up. And you see your friend Darius. And he says, Well, hello, friend. And you rest your beak on his thumb. And he pets the runes on your beak. And he says, So now she needs me. Hmm? Now she wants me around. She can wait. And you feel the sense of panic. Because that's not what you expected. It's not what you thought was going to happen. You flew here to get him. And you know that he's the one. But he holds you tight. 
you can't fly away. And he takes you to a small stream and he rinses off your feathers. And he takes you back to his camp where he ties this kerchief around you. And then you see someone that looks like Edward, but definitely not the Edward that you know, come up and he throws down this like old timey backpack. And Edward says, Todd? 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 Todd, wake up. Hey. What? Um, how are you feeling? Fine. So you're not Our, fine, I'm. No, what? No, I'm fine. Oh, thank God. Uh, Why would I be fine? What? Uh, n- you had mind. weird brain. It's. I'm so glad you're okay. Bells, how, how did you do that? I went to school for it. <laughs> <laughs> though I mean that's the first time I've done it um in non-practice so I'm glad that it worked so the bird <sighs> what's with that right it, yeah did you you tell us <laughs> the what? bird was talking through you somehow it was weird no I don't think so it, yeah. No, it just it just touched me, and then I I don't know, like fell over. You passed out. You said you I were guess. the bird, and then you came through broken. Uh, well, I don't. I, well, fainting can't be good for you, right? That's it's usually a bad sign. Um, it usually doesn't cause brain mush, though. So, I'll. Keep that in mind. I mean, when I came in, your eyes were in the back of your head. Like, you don't... You didn't feel anything? You didn't have any sensations or or anything? Uh, no. No, I just... The the bird on my arm. The little, little scaly claws. You know, like dinosaurs. The little, little feet, the creepy. That that's that's what I felt. At this point, everyone can roll assess honesty. You only need a two to pass. I rolled a six. I rolled a six. I rolled a two. Edward really wants to believe you, but Bellamy and Clara see right through this lie. Todd, you, you've never before talked about birds like that. You're always like, oh, let's go outdoors. Let's see the birds. Let's go to the zoo. Let them stand on my finger, whatever. Like, that's... Come on, man. Uh, well, I, but, you know, the the runes, it's, I don't know, it's weird. 
you Oh, no, also... I agree. The runes are 100% creepy, but... See? See? You also won't look at us while you're talking to us. <sighs> you will look everywhere else in the room except directly at us. So what's <sighs> really going on? I... Come on, Todd. If you can't be honest with us, then... It's guys. It's it's really it's it's fine. Okay, don't don't worry. That's about not it. fine. There's a creepy bird that can communicate with us. Apparently through your brain. Okay, I just <laughs> listen. It it I heard a voice in my head, and I I saw a girl, and it was really weird, and uh, you know something about the dog. Where is the bird, actually? Clara moves to the side, and you see the dog laying on its tummy while the bird just sort of scratches around on its belly. I just point. Okay. So, who was the girl? Uh, uh, had, had you seen her before? Is she, like, a no. friend from before? Or, like, somebody you saw on TV? No. What? A vision? These very specific questions. Uh, no, I, I think the bird is the girl, or maybe, like, the bird pictures herself as a girl. So, like, the connection. I don't know. I This, this all makes no sense to me. You're asking me to explain something that... Nothing can explain. Okay, so you... But you think you were talking to the bird, then? Yeah, I think I was. Okay. Okay. Well... The bird hops onto the desk and starts pecking at the bird Ouija board. Oh, here we go again. Uh, what is that... The bird, like, bobs its head back and forth and then taps out bird board. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, bird board. Obviously. Yeah. Is oh. able to talk to us by pecking at the letters. It's like a Ouija board, but still just as creepy. <laughs> what do we see it tapping out? Missing person. Oh, yeah. There, there's more important. I We can talk about this later. Let's... I'm fine. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll feel better good. after a night's rest, but uh, obviously, maybe this girl, we can find her and she can sleep in her bed tonight and then we'll be good to go. Yes. Okay, so, so we have to find this missing kid there's a missing kid uh yes and i will hand you the note i read it you see all of the pertinent information about missing carol becker including her address oh my gosh we uh, we should go there like now okay whoa 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 uh you have a desk <gasps> Yes. And okay, okay. We need to see what your um title is. Title? Mhm. Mhm. Edward is a detective, I believe. 
I show her my badge. <laughs> oh. And Todd is a science officer. And I'm Clara Carter. Yay. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm a sketch artist, but my nameplate had nothing interesting <laughs> on it. <laughs> I did have plenty of useful sketch pads, which I will grab when we go down there to get your stuff out of your desk. As long as it's on the way to, and I look at the note, Carol Becker's house, I am all about this. Yep, it's just down the floor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just thought of this. <laughs> You're the sketchy mayor. <laughs> Todd. Wait. Jesus, Todd. You're oh mayor? Oh, God. Uh, well, oh, pro yeah. tem. I'm mayor pro tem. <gasps> Congratulations. That leadership class totally paid off. I know. I knew it would be a useful elective. <laughs> okay, let's go downstairs and get your stuff. And I'll lead the way. And point out the desks and be like, this one's mine. And that one's Todd's, and that's Edward's. Uh, so I'm assuming one of these must be yours. How about this one? And I will open the drawer and check. You open the drawer, and you see several forms. Now, it doesn't look like your desk is particularly tidy or well thought out. It almost looks as though... Someone was piecemealing a lot of different fictions together to make up this really cool job for you and didn't quite finish it up. So you have lots of things in your desk and it appears that you might be either assistant to the mayor or ship's counselor or internal affairs or a detective in training okay uh, only you see that now you can pull away and tell them whatever you want uh well um it looks like maybe i am kind of a little bit of everything um Jack, well, Jack of all trades. Detective <laughs> things in here and uh, paperwork. Something about a ship's counselor. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not sure what that is, and I. I don't want to be on a ship. So um, oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, uh, assistant to the mayor. Oh, maybe you're supposed to be assigned to the ferry. <laughs> oh, I, no. I mean, no. I was super, super drunk Friendly. for that um but <laughs> i don't super like boats anyway so I'm, I'm not i'm no thank you um you know i think i will maybe not the ship part but counselor seems fine you know i'll just help people cope with missing children see it, it's already fitting in maybe uh maybe Darius just ran out of time. I mean, he was rushed out, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. You really think Darius did all this? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you missed the carriage on our way to Mosada Lago. You well, didn't miss it out. when you were throwing up. 
Well, okay. <laughs> Not, <laughs> you no. metaphorically missed it. Um, and there was the, you know, the crest I drew for our adventuring party. Mm-hmm. Like, that was on the carriage. What? I know. Like, it, everything has Darius all over it here. Like, he put so much thought into everything. Oh, uh, speaking of, have we found anything from him or? Yeah. Oh, Patty and Nighthawk both had notes. And then, oh, we found a note at Mosada Lago. Oh. From him. Okay. Well, we should, um, we should talk about that when we go back later. But I, I guess we should really focus on this kid, um. Right. The let me, less time they're missing, the better. Yeah, let me grab the sketch pad and everything, so I'll be prepared. So it's it's just the four of us, or do we do we have like resources? Can we we like send out a search party or something? Drain the swamp. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, I mean, you know, oh. after like a week, <laughs> do we have like divers for for rivers? I'm. Oh, what? I hope we don't have to. Well, yeah, but I'm just, I'm oh. just saying. Like, do do we have people? Todd, Maybe I, we should start with talking to the mom. Yeah, and I think we're it, Todd. Honestly, if if we know Darius, he probably set us all up for this. I mean, I can, uh, I can run some experiments, or, or I, I have contacts for the lab and stuff like that. But I just, you know. I'm just worried about, you know, people. But yeah, I mean, you know, let's uh let's go see the mom. Sounds good. So as the three of them depart, I want to revisit the false bottom that was in my drawer of my desk. Without them knowing. So they're all walking and talking, going down the stairs, and you take a minute to pull up that false bottom. And as you do that, you see a second false bottom. You pull that one up, and you see a black case. I open the case. Inside, you see one small pistol and ammunition. So I'll tuck that kind of into the back of my belt, and then I'll pull my jacket over it to conceal it, and uh, I'll join the rest of the team. Okay. How many bullets do you take with you? How many were there? So you have a total of 18 in that box. I'll I'll take 12. I'll leave six as backup just in case. And I'll place it under the false bottom. Okay. You're all on your way to Parker, the street on which Carol Becker lived. So, gang, uh, when we get there... um, Maybe Clara and I should do most of the talking as Mayor Pro Tem and, and, you know, lead detective, of course. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to the mom and maybe you guys can just scope out the area and see if there's any clues or details you guys could pick up. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. As you guys round the corner of Parker, you notice that the lane gets really muddy and the road sort of stops and there's just this small farm out there 
and there's a house in the distance and you kind of have to go past a lot of animals and stuff. I mean, it's not like run down by any means, but there's a definite farm smell happening here and your feet get pretty muddy as you're walking over to the house. You approach the front door unless you go somewhere else. Yeah, I can't imagine it, anyone running away from here. Hmm. <laughs> Are there any other buildings, um, like a barn or other types of buildings that would be on this farm? Yeah, there's a beautiful, like, scenic red barn behind the house. There's a little gardening shed. There's a gazebo. But it's all pretty muddy. Okay, I'll walk up to the door and knock on it. An older woman, probably late 50s or so, opens the door. Oh. Hello? Oh, hello. Hello? Um, Who are you? My name's Clara. I'm the Mayor Pro Tem. And this is Detective Edward. Oh, Detective. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Please, come in, come in. Oh, thank you. I apologize for the smell. There's... Ugh, the pigs. They're just horrible when it's muddy and rainy. Uh, can you guys... Do you guys want any water or snacks? Oh, I made fresh cookies. Oh. I bake when I'm nervous. Cookies would be fantastic, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> just one second. I'll, I'll bring out what I've made. Great, thanks. As she leaves the room, you see that you are just in a modestly decorated living room. Are there photos, family photos in the room? Edward and Bellamy, you start making the typical circle around the room. And you each see photos of the family. You very quickly identify the teen child. Are there any siblings? Yes, there are two siblings. There is a boy that looks, at least in most of the photos, to be maybe four years younger than her. So if she's 16, he's about 12. And then there's a much younger sister. Uh, she looks to be about six. Can we get a description of uh, the missing girl? Sure. Carol Becker is just based on the photos. Mm -hmm. She looks like she might be about five feet tall, maybe five two. She has brown hair and just sort of a plain face. She's not super pretty. She's not ugly by any means. Just a normal looking person. And in some of the photos, you see that she is wearing a cheer uniform. Ah, hello. Okay. Thank you for making yourself at home. <laughs> Here are oh. the cookies. Oh, thank you so much. You turn around and you see this giant tray that is covered in just an assortment of cookies, lemon bars, brownies, everything you, you, you could really want to put your sweet tooth into. Oh my goodness, that is quite the array. <laughs> I pull out a small scratch pad and a pen, and I kind of start writing some details down about the siblings and, and the girl in question. And then I ask the mother, so you, you said you were nervous. You cook when you're nervous. What do you have to be nervous about? 
Well, my daughter has been missing for two days and I don't know what's going on. She normally comes back. She has a little bit of, um, I don't know, antisocial tendencies. So when she's angry or upset, she doesn't even want to be around us. She'll storm out of the house and she did and didn't come back. Does she have somewhere she usually goes? She normally goes down to the beach, but I walked up and down the beach. I couldn't see her, couldn't find her. I was really worried. I mean, I looked in every single one of those changing stalls, you know, that are on the beach. Nothing. No sign of her anywhere. I checked with her cheer squad. They haven't seen her. Was there any particular reason she might have left this time? Well, as you can see, we have a farm and I told her that she needed to take scraps to the pigs and she got really upset because she wanted a chance to change out of her uniform I just wanted to get it done you know sometimes you just need to get things done right then so I told her before she changes go out and feed the pigs so she took the bucket and stormed out of the house and that's the last time I saw her I write that down, and then I ask her, So you mentioned that she doesn't have a lot of friends, or she's antisocial, but is there anybody we should speak to that might know where she is? The only people I know she even associates with are the cheer squad, but they don't really seem to even get along, and that, well, that's probably my fault. I really forced her into doing cheer in the first place, so. I thought it would be good for her. Do you have the names of some of these girls or maybe a yearbook where we could get uh, information on who we could possibly talk to in the cheer squad? Oh, sure. I'm sure her yearbook is up in her room. Um, Did you want to come and see her room or? Yeah. I I don't really know what to look for. If you don't mind, that might be helpful. Well, come on up. Thank you. She takes you up a, a very short set of stairs and you hop into the teenager's bedroom. There's some clothing on the floor, some journals, bed, small reading nook, lots and lots and lots of books. Her mom is scanning for the yearbook and finally, ah, here it is. She hands it over to you. I quickly write down the names of the cheerleaders at the bottom of the picture for the cheer squad. Would you mind if we kind of searched her room a little? Uh, see if there's any clues, anything Please, she might have yes, left behind? Of course. Okay, thank you. And I'll kind of look around. I really want to look at the journals, but I don't want to look like I'm being super nosy about it in front of the mom. I'll pick up both the journals and I will kind of hand one over to Clara best place to start it's not it's a breach of trust but um i mean we want to find her yeah that so might be it's, a clue yeah i'll flip to what looks like the last entry in the journal okay. i have you see some poetry and that's really it it's not really a journal per se so much as it is a a place for her to capture 
her art. Is that both of them? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll kind of look around the room. Are there any photographs of her, like, with any specific friends or in any specific places? There are a couple of Polaroids, but they're not ever of her. Um, She'll take photos of, like, people in the cafeteria. But you do notice one person that is clipped in the corner of one of these photos. And you see Nighthawk carrying a lunch tray. And Nighthawk seems to be looking at the camera. Huh, it's Nighthawk. Is the mom still in the room? She's just waiting outside the door. Okay, I'll take the photograph with Nighthawk in it and uh, go over to her and say, Do you do you know Nighthawk? Are you familiar with this girl? Mm, not really. Okay, so your, your daughter didn't know her or... I don't really know any of Carol's friends. She doesn't bring friends over. She doesn't go to friends' houses. What does she do with her free time? Cheer, write, walk on the beach. She's usually quite pleasant. Hmm. You see the smallest child slink away from you and walk down the stairs. Oh, is that, um, Carol's sibling? Yes. That's Becky. Becky? Nice. Uh, would you mind if I talk to Becky? Sure. Maybe Carol spoke to her or something before she left. Oh, sure. Okay. And I'll walk downstairs um, and find Becky. Hey there. Hello. Uh, my name's Clara. Hi. Hi. I'm trying to see where your sister went. Do you know where she might have gone? Did she talk to you lately? Nope. No ideas? Did you get along with your sister? Nope. Oh. Typical. Big sister, little sister stuff. She mean. Huh. She mean to you? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did she ever talk to you about where she runs away to? Don't care. Can you hand me that jelly? Sure. Here you go. As you hand her the jelly and she stretches out her arms, you see a big bruise peek out from underneath her sleeve. Oh, do you have you have an owie there? From Carol. Oh no. Did she hurt you? She hurt everybody. Uh, did, did she hurt your, your brother too? She really bad. And that's where we're going to call it. 
Ooh. What is going on? I'm I don't think we need to find Carol anymore. <laughs> she sounds like a horrible person. Let's stop looking for her. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Masada Lock. I think Becky's poor, better off. <laughs> poor Becky Becker. Uh, Rebecca. <laughs> her mother hated her. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, great, great <laughs> chatting with you all. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Cafe France. Yay. Yay. <laughs> this episode was produced and edited by Hiroshi. And the opening and closing theme was created by Rob Anderson. Find them on Twitter at MaybeHiroshi and at PotentiallyRob. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at TypicalVeronica. Mike is at OneGamingLane. Fred is at IThinkImFred. Steph is at StarletFirefly. And you can find me at DefinitelyStacy. As always, you can follow the show as CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out some of Geekly Inc.'s other shows, such as Inks and Issues, Cast of Thrones, and Transformation Sequence. You know, while we do live on a placid island of ignorance, I am very glad to share it with these fine Patreon supporters, Michael Young, Peter Nilsson, Stephen Powell, Jonathan T. Forneff, and Angie Pedinato.